Good morning. Welcome to the pursuit of wealth, where the H is surrounded by abundance. Today, I always start with today, but I guess because it is today. So today we are bringing you the third episode in our mini series. Um, we started with episode one, which was just talking about macronutrients and, and what they are as a whole, that term macronutrients and kind of breaking that down a little bit. Episode two, we hope that you saw, but if not, there's always replays. We're also, we'd be posting it as an audio too, just in case you can't get the videos for any of these. Um, although we would prefer that you see all of our faces because we're kind of good looking. Um, and so today we are talking about carbohydrates. Now this one probably gets the most attention, right? When we talk about macronutrients, carbohydrates is largely talked about in um, either a very positive space or a very negative space. What do I mean by positive? Where we say, mm, we're going to go have pizza tonight. That sounds like a very positive experience. You know, you're going to come together and it naturally you're probably going to commiserate over a carbohydrate dish with your loved ones, right? Nobody says, come on, let's go over and have some ground beef. <laughs> Yay, ground beef. Uh, so we talk about carbohydrates in that way. But then we can also witness carbohydrates being talked about in a very negative way, where we say, that's it. I'm up five pounds. I'm getting rid of carbohydrates. And, and it's just the one pushed aside. Um, and while that may feel like the appropriate thing, you know, here we are. We just want to talk about carbohydrates as that macronutrient, why we why it can be important for you. And, and perhaps maybe there's just different ways to try to either implement, reduce, promote the carbohydrates within your diet. So again, we're talking about carbohydrates today. So get your popcorn for real this time. Now is the time for popcorn. Now Last is the one time. is the time for chicken. <laughs> That's right. Chicken right. poppers. <laughs> right. First, we wanted chicken. Today, we want you to sit down with some popcorn. It's totally appropriate at this point. Now, I will say carbohydrates. When we talk about carbohydrates, there's a very broad spectrum of carbohydrates. And I heard this and this stuck with me, so I just want to share it with you all. A bowl of broccoli and a muffin. They are both carbohydrates. That's all I'll say about that. So this morning, we will take you through again. What are they? Why we need them? And what happens when they're out of balance? And of course, we have Julie. Johnny and Margaret. So Johnny, why don't you begin? Hi, Julie. Tell us all about carbohydrates. What are they? All right. So let's go ahead and begin, everyone. It's going to be more of a round table uh, for this one because it gets so incredibly complicated and we all have our own perspectives. And really, carbs is the thing that we must regulate the most. Every thing in our body essentially is broken down into our essential elements. Our body needs glucose. That is where our main fuel gets from. Now, what kind of fuel um, glucose comes from is a variety of sources. The primary source that you may think when it comes to mind is carbohydrates. But as we know, we can also get that glucose from other sources, that second alternative being fat, which takes longer to metabolize. But carbs usually is the primary source because it takes much less time to process, which gives our body more fuel for throughout the day. So 
a carb is broken down into a sugar, starch, and fiber. And while I won't point on what that is, I'll let Margaret do more of that from her perspective. A carb is broken down into simple and complex. A simple carbohydrate is exactly what it is. It has less combined with it, and it takes less time to metabolize within the body once you eat it in your mouth. A lot of simple carbohydrates might be things that are more processed, like chips or cereals or rice, white rice. But then as you start adding more molecules together, it becomes combined. It becomes more complex. It takes a little slower to metabolize. It might have more nutrients. And the more nutrients that a carbohydrate has, the slower the metabolism will be. So those are the two types of things. Now, we all, when we think about carbohydrates, as Tiffany said, it's sometimes the easiest decision when you go on a diet to throw out the carbs. But hold on, that might not be the best for your body. It depends on a variety of factors. Your age, the way you metabolize, um, the state of activity that you're going through, how much stress, your job and work, but that doesn't mean if you're at an office job to be taking a Mountain Dew or a Diet Coke and call that your carb for the day to add in energy. That's not what we're talking about at all. And though that might be a simple carb, a sugar, again, these have very different weight in how it affects your body and how that ultimately affects your image, your mood, your emotions. And though I'm not a woman, it probably affects your moon cycle. If I'm assuming yeah. that right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Everything affects our cycles. <laughs> well, and when it comes to food, everything affects everything. Right? That's right. That's right. Like Julie, what do you say? What is your line? What is your famous line that I love to hear? You are what you You are absorb. what you absorb. I love that. That's right. And it's so very true. Go ahead, Johnny. Oh, I was just gonna say, and continuing on with this. When it comes to what is probably on um, a lot of your minds is how can I lose weight? How can I cut? Um, it comes a lot with insulin, how far your insulin spikes and how many times throughout the day your insulin spikes. And it's different. If you're an athlete, you want to take that glucose in um, broken down, whether if you're someone that doesn't work out as much, just wants to get through the week, you probably don't need as much. But as far and as often as your insulin is spiking, it's really going to stall how much weight you're wanting to put off. That and also a variety of other factors and how you combine it with other foods. So carbohydrates, what are they in food type? So I already mentioned a few, Tiffany mentioned a few. We have our cereals, we have our rice, bran, we have legumes, beans also have carbs in them. Vegetables are carbs or has a significant amount of carbs in it. Your potatoes are also very carb starchy based. But potatoes are a whole other thing that there's natively hundreds of varieties of potatoes we only eat about three or four different kinds of potatoes um that's a whole other thing but then we go you know to brown rice and all different types of rices 
fruits. Fruits have a lot of sugar. Fruits broken down essentially are your carbs that you count. Okay, so with all this backstory, let's open it up to the round table. I just want to touch on the fact you know, when you talk about carbohydrates, because I know that I recently, um, this came up, you know, fruits and vegetables, they are carbohydrates. And so again, when we're, when we're saying no more carbohydrates, that is not something we want, you know, to take off the table, but it's just more of an understanding and more of an awareness. You know, and again, I bring you back to the, the visual of the grocery store. When you walk in, the first thing that you're probably going to see in generally in general cases is the produce, right? So the fruits and your vegetables. Again, let's see that as carbohydrates. That that's just what they are. Not necessarily good, bad, or or indifferent. That's what they are. Again, you go to the back of the stores where you're gonna find more of your proteins. What is the rest of the store? Again, is that mix of carbohydrates. I mean, largely, that's what a grocery store is made up of. Yeah, and with carbs especially, quality is the most important thing. It doesn't mean you can't have your bag of flavored chips once in a while. It's, it's okay to have those things. There isn't really such a thing as forbidden food unless it's something that medically makes you sick. But the, the quality of the carbohydrates and the portion sizes are, are a really important piece of that. And, you know, we're not dictating portions for people, but when you're using like the hand portion guide, which corresponds very well to grams and calories um, in a general way, a serving of carbohydrate is equal to your cupped hand, what would fit into your cupped hand. And when you look at the platters of pasta that most restaurants serve us, that could feed a family of six easily. And so we just have that portion distortion in our head. So when we say we're cutting out all carbs, well, if you just had that much rice on your plate versus that much rice on your plate, your body would be very responded in a very different way. And so the whole I'm not ever eating carbs again thing. First of all, no, you don't ever want to eliminate fruits and vegetables because vegetables and fruits are your friends. You miss, end up with a lot of nutrient deficiencies without them. But it's the starchy foods that I think people tend to tend to mean when they say I'm not eating carbs again. Well, and, if and let's clear something up. Um, since you live in Italy, what we usually think of Italy is a lot of pizza, a lot of pasta, lasagna. So what is a proper portion in Italy? It depends on which meal you're eating. <laughs> but what what I get served, um, there are some restaurants that serve gluten-free pasta, so occasionally we'll indulge. The size of a pizza, again, varies, but generally speaking, it's thin crust and it's about that big. And the size so of a plate of pasta would fit it would fit on a dessert plate for most of us in the States. And so, and it has not a lot of sauce. It has just enough sauce to coat the pasta. It's not swimming in anything. And mm -hmm. so it's considered a first course. And your main course is a protein and a vegetable, which are served in bigger portions. So the pasta is just a little, like a little starter here, generally speaking. If it's a meal, it's a slightly bigger plate, but way, 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 most people in the States come over and they get their plate of pasta and they think, is yeah. that all? <laughs> so yeah, portions matter. And I think carbohydrates, right? We, we tend to indulge in that particular macronutrient, again, by no accident, because it is the one that 
generally has the most sugar, which speaks the most to our brain, right? Which tells our pleasure centers like, oh, this is wonderful, right? Like if you've ever sat down and opened up a bag of cookies and you just literally are like, wow, I just can't stop. Like, again, that's just, that's not a mistake. That is what is supposed to happen. Yeah. That's what it's designed to do. And not so, only yeah. in our brains and bodies, but also in the food manufacturing right. industry. Yeah. Of course. They're designed to make us want them. And I think that's why the when we talk about diets and people talk about cutting out carbohydrates, I think that's where largely the conversation comes from because when we start paying attention to it, that's when the weight comes off. Because yeah. we're paying attention, when we're blind eating, when we're just reaching for whatever it is that we can find, we're not eating with awareness. Yeah we're eating to satisfy some other need that has probably less to do with our actual nutrients that we are requiring at that time, macro or other, we're sitting down to satisfy something else. So we're not paying attention to labels or, or, you know, serving size or things of that nature because they, right. they get in the way. Right. So if we're eating with awareness and I think when we look at diets, that's why a lot of times we see, the, the weight come off, right? Like if you're doing the whole 30, if you're doing 30 days of something, the weight is going to come off more so because you are paying attention than the actual diet itself. Yep. Than actually cutting out the carbohydrates because you're being more picky with the carbohydrates. Right. And I yeah. just wanted to, you know, I think that's a good point to make, but Margaret, what do you have for us? Well, I just want to go a little deeper on uh, what Johnny started explaining and basically recapping a little bit of what uh, Julie said too, vegetables and um, fruits are your best friends because they will provide vitamins and minerals, but also mostly of the leafy green veggies are going to be your main source of fiber, which fiber is just going <laughs> to... It's the little train that conducts our digestive system, you know? It is very, very important not only to consume the our macronutrients, but fiber specifically in order to have a, a healthy digestive system uh, going on. So we have divided carbohydrates into three, uh, starches, uh, sugars, and fiber, because they do matter how much and how we eat or consume all of them. Um, I'm going to start with the starches because it's what typically, um, it's, well, it's the, it's one of the main sources of vitamins and minerals because it's the, the foods that are made out of a starch are like beans and legumes and fruits in general like apples and berries um, and whole grain products like the brown rice and oatmeal that everyone has for breakfast uh, the whole wheat, the whole wheat uh, bread and the pasta is also a, a whole grain product and definitely vegetables like corn and potatoes and peas you know so those are starchy uh, foods that will provide, they are a complex carbohydrate because they are made out of different um, vitamins and minerals and, you know, but it it's actually what the body absorbs in order to have a more energy, okay, towards the day. The complex um, carbohydrates are less likely to cause a spike in our blood sugar. 
So they are not our enemies. Definitely just knowing, um, not necessarily like the, I don't want to get into that part where, oh, I need to cut this and do this and the other. Because when you get too specific and you get too overwhelmed, then you kind of lose track of what's good and what's bad. But in general terms, they you got to understand that they are your friends because you're not only bringing energy to your body, but you're bringing all these vitamins and minerals into it too. Um, also, the fiber, which is one of the also very important things, um, are also the the beans and the legumes sorry there's a huge storm going on so if the lightning and everything is yes it's fierce um and i got distracted i'm sorry but yeah the, the beans and legumes such like black beans and chickpeas and lentils that is a great source not only of carbohydrates but it's also a, a great source for fiber and a little bit of protein for all of us uh, listening to us today that are plant-based, this is a high fiber food that will also provide protein, as we discussed last week, and uh, carbohydrates. So what fiber does to our body is it regulars our, our blood sugars and lowers the cholesterol and actually helps you keep, like, feel full longer. So it's a good thing, you know? I know the keto diet is really, really in, in right now and everyone is like no i'm not eating carbs no 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 if you take a look at the recommended plate they're not removing the green like the leafy green vegetables because they are the main source of fiber um and if fiber will make you feel full so if you combine a protein with a fiber or you know a, a vegetable it's just gonna get you through the day exactly as if you were having a bowl of potatoes. Um, so those are, and the again, it goes things. back to the insulin how your insulin spikes with fibrous, um, sort of vegetables and leafy greens, your, your insulin is not going to spike, um, nearly as much as maybe like a simple sugar, um, or even some starches like yeah. a potato, uh, for instance, I was doing some research and, uh, you might have come across the um, GI index. Um, well, we also have another one called the insulin index, where the GI index is based on the glucose levels and how far that spikes within your blood. But then when you look at the insulin index, there are different measurements on how far your insulin spikes when you eat certain foods. And it's quite interesting that potatoes are pretty high actually compared to something as brown pasta or an apple so it really depends on how it's broken down and then how it's metabolized further in your body well and i well, think that that's a i i i wore a um a cgm which is a constant glucose monitor for 14 days i was lucky enough to have one of those and i can tell you that first of all i think i think it's okay to say that every one of us is pre-diabetic right? Because you either are, you know, we, we, we all live in that category. And I think that's where carbohydrates again exist, right? In, in that insulin resistant or, or what have you. And it is one to be the most mindful for because diabetes, pre -di they, they can cause a whole host of other issues. And that's where somebody says, no, time out. Actually, you're getting your carbs taken away from you, right? 
So there is a way to exist. If you have it in your family, if you don't, it doesn't mean that you're free of it, right? It can still happen at any time. But what I learned from wearing the constant glucose monitor was that um, it doesn't matter what anybody says about a certain carbohydrate. It matters what happens to me. And so I was able to play around with that a little bit more. Um, if you are pre-diabetic, specifically where your doctor says, hey, you are pre-diabetic, I wildly recommend getting a constant glucose monitor because it will tell you at that time as opposed to constant finger pricks that can might not be all that accurate to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. And I know somebody in my world that says, I'm, I'm pre-diabetic, I'm going to fight this with my nutrition. And my dietitian suggested that these are the foods that I should eat. And I was like, but how does your dietitian know how your body responds to that? Because again, it's just based off of like a food guide pyramid, right? Well, this is what we think. This is what we predict. But it has nothing to do with you, your body, the timing of when you eat it, your hormonal state when you eat it, your mind state when you, what is your movement look like? For instance, I had rice. I had a large spike. If I moved after, it mitigated that spike. And that's a very important thing to understand. And I don't know, I don't know that this is unique. I think movement, if we talk about walking, right? And I've heard quite a few people, functional medicine doctors, that say the same thing. When we use our legs, they're the biggest group of muscles in our body. So naturally, if we've just ingested carbohydrates to a, a higher degree or something that we know will probably spike our insulin like a bowl of rice, then moving our body, right? Having some ice cream and then moving will help to mitigate that insulin spike. So it's not necessarily a conversation of don't have it. It's more of just this understanding. And again, this awareness of it, right? And how to have it. That's yeah. right. A lot of cultures, actually, it's normal to go for a walk after a big meal. Right. Mm -hmm. And they probably don't even right. know why they're doing it, but that is the That's... number one reason to do it. Move yeah. the largest body because it's going to take that glucose and do what it needs to and yeah. not spike that insulin. Again, when and you we don't have about... to go power walking. No. It can just be a nice stroll. Yeah. That's right. And like, even if you think about eating at night, why, why that is such a negative thing, it has to do with the insulin spike right? And again, when we're yeah. sitting down to eat at night, we're probably not very aware because we're not looking because we don't want to look, right? We're and not so choosing a plate of broccoli. That's right. <laughs> we're not sitting down with a big bowl of ground I... beef. Like, <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm going to watch Grey's Anatomy with my ground beef. I don't know why, because they're both cheese. But but, but again, yeah. I think that that's something important to think about too, right? And, and, yeah. and also pairing them. Right, you can have a big bowl of rice, but should you have that alone? I don't know. What about adding a protein and a fat with it? Because if you're adding a protein and a fat to your complex carbohydrates, your simple carbohydrates, your body is not going to see that spike because it also has to break down something, which it's going to need the energy to help break down. Mm -hmm. So again, yeah. it's just something to think about. If you're going to have a big bowl of oatmeal, that this came up in a topic, everyone reaches for oatmeal, everyone reaches for oatmeal, but there's very few people who can actually tolerate oatmeal. Now, when we say tolerate, we're talking about that insulin spike and what does that look like? How long does it say spiked, right? Mm -hmm. And how long does it take to come back down? Because it's okay to, you know, it, you, want it to be, you want it to be somewhat level, have your food within an hour or two, whatever it spikes to matters a bit, but does it come back down? And that's yeah. the key to it. Well, that's yeah. quite an interesting conversation. And uh, yes, Julie, go ahead. I was just going to say the other really critical part of that, you know, when we're talking about fiber, yes, it keeps you feeling full longer. Yes, it slows down the absorption of the simple sugars. But the in my mind, of course, I'm 
older. So, you know, your digestive health, you, the fiber acts like a little scrub brush through your intestinal tract. And so it will grab onto things that your body doesn't necessarily want to absorb. And it will, and another reason why water is so important, when you have enough water, it helps it move more easily through your intestinal tract. And, you know, I mean, you see all these ads on TV about regularity, but it really is a, a big indicator of health. And that is a very important part of your health. And fiber is critical for that. And, and, and it also right, allows to feed the microbiome as yes, well. With the right. Very much so. And I think to the fiber topic, we there are a lot of supplements out there. Of course, there's supplements for everything, right? There's probably a supplement for podcasting. Um, but <laughs> we'll develop it. But the point is, is that just because there's a supplement, there are natural ways to to get it too. Because again, our body knows exactly what to do with fruits and vegetables. Why? Because they've existed. It knows what to do with those things, right? When we're talking about adding in fiber or, you know, I don't know, special K fiber bars or, or whatever, because, you know, they have fiber. So we're supposed to have fiber. They can cause indigestion. They can cause you a lot of um, bloat and things like that. And, and purely what you want to look at there, again, is that water to Julie's point right? Because you need something to bring it through. If you ingest a ton of fiber, you know, 12 grams of fiber, you might feel uncomfortable because you need that water to help it flow yeah. through. Otherwise it expands like a sponge and just leaves you with that big lump in your, in that's your right. So if you yeah. do experience that after fiber, up your water. water. Have some water. <laughs> water. By the way, most have Americans and most in the West are severely not taking in enough fiber. Yeah. Might only be five to 10 grams. Mm -hmm. Well, the recommended amount is closer to 25 grams and more depending on your age, life cycle, all of that. Right. Um, now, going to sort of carbs, and uh, Margaret had a very interesting experience this past week, um, and that is carb cycling. So, can you? Describe your experience. Tell us how you feel from the beginning of your journey to where you are now, especially one that is now a CrossFit coach and is along her very active uh, athletic journey. Yeah. Well, and don't forget to explain what it is. What is it? Yes. The carb cycling? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm... I'm, fairly, I'm fairly new. I'm one week, one week in... Uh, but I was really, I was eating a, and I'm going to talk a little bit of numbers here. So bear with me. Just so that you understand the, the dramatic change that my body's going through. So I was eating around 180 grams of carbohydrates before um, on my regular day. And it actually felt, I, I love eating. So who doesn't like to have, you know, a big bowl of oatmeal and banana in one same meal? maple syrup and <laughs> no 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 and, but yeah i was i was eating around 180 grams of uh, carbohydrates throughout my day and and then i decided i i needed to to make a little change um so i'm jump i have jumped into this carbo well carb cycling thing which means um 3 days of my the week has 7 days so the first three days, I'm in a low-carb day, which means I am consuming a total of 30 grams. And this is my numbers, depending on my age, my weight, 
my level of activity. So don't don't listen to the numbers. I'm just talking about numbers so that you understand the change that I'm going through. Yeah. Right. So 30 grams of carbs um, throughout the day. And then uh, my protein intake is a lot higher than usual. Just to uh, compensate. Because I do need the consumption of calories throughout my entire day to be the same, even though I'm modifying my macros. So on these 30 grams of uh, carbohydrates, I do not count dietary fiber because I was going to jump into this right now. When, I was, when we talk about fiber, the uh, interesting thing is that our body can't break down fiber. So that's why when you're doing like a keto diet or uh, counting your, your, your carbs and in a low carb diet, you actually do not count uh, the dietary fiber that you're consuming because you actually want to get to that minimum of 25 grams of fiber for your digestive health. But you also, um, and you also don't count the sugar alcohols because the sugar alcohols, your body does not process them either um, or break them down, sorry, not process. But the thing is I'm, I'm in my first week and I was really fearful about it affecting my exercise intensity or my energy levels. And I'm actually figuring out that I, I am feeling great. Uh, I've been working out as much as I've been doing it. Um, so that's three days of low carb days. And obviously, if you lower down your carbohydrate intake, I am upping uh, my fat intake, you know, to balance it out. So I'm doing that three days, and then my fourth day is my high carb day, which I'm consuming 220 carbs, and then my fat goes really low again. Um, and that, what actually helps is all the uh, carbohydrates that I'm consuming on my fourth day, it's actually the, all the glycogen going into my body, restoring all the not the damage, but everything that I've been doing to my muscles through my workouts and just the restore of glycogen in order for my body to be ready for another three days of low carbs. Um, so I usually train those three days of low carbs and then my day of high carb, I take it off. So my body is fully rested and then I go back to the gym three days again and the cycle goes on and on and on it is meant for i don't know how long i'm gonna do it for now i've just decided to do it for 30 days and see how i feel uh, but it's if if you do it the right way it, it, there shouldn't be an issue of being sustainable in the long run um i actually what i've been finding really interesting is that i we, i actually since i only have 30 grams a day right you actually pay attention on what type of carbohydrates I'm going to consume. And obviously, if you look at my plates now, most of it, it's gonna be Brussels sprouts, or, you know, I'm gonna add a little spinach to my eggs in the morning. And, you know, being really smart about my choices of carbohydrates, because if I just grab a piece of bread, 30 grams are done. You're done. And then I'm done, you know? And, yeah, and where's your fiber, keep me, right? Exactly, and it's gonna keep me full for just a little amount of time, and then my energy levels are gonna go back down because of that spike of insulin. Right. Um, so it's not really sustainable. 
And you're eating with intention. And I think that that is the most important piece of any of this. And this is why we're going right. through these mini series with you, right? Is to yeah. eat with intention. And now this is not prescriptive. You know, what Margaret's doing is a very high level thing, right? It's not easy. Um, she has to endure quite a bit, right? Through that change of, of what she's doing, how her body's going to react. So it's a very high level thing. Now, we're not suggesting that that is right for you, but what we think is right is just being a little bit more aware because, again, everything is on this continuum. You know, I really love to talk about continuums because it's neither good nor bad. It's where are you and where does it fit, right? Where on this continuum does it fit? So perhaps some of these conversations or things that we're talking about aren't for you. But awareness probably is because it can fit in your continuum somewhere to right. eat with intention yeah. and to eat with awareness. Right. And you focus on what are your goals? What do, right. Why are you wanting to do it? And what outcome are you expecting? And some of these really restrictive diets, and I'll get into some of the issues with imbalance um, in a minute, but some of the issues with these restrictive diets is that unless you're doing it with the guidance of a professional, a doctor, a dietitian, a nutritionist, a nutrition coach, someone who is well-versed in, in how these things function in your body, um, you can run into a lot of problems. And for example, our brain uses glucose as its main source of energy and our body, you know, also. And when we are not taking enough in, we can actually start to break down the amino acids in, and proteins in our muscle and we end up with muscle wasting when we don't consume enough carbohydrates. We end up feeling weak. We end up not having the energy. And especially with people who are more active, it's, it's critically important. But even people who aren't as active still need that because you need that for your brain function. You need that for your cellular function. Um, and a lot of times people go low carb and they forget about vegetables or they don't eat the kinds of vegetables that will provide them what they need. So they can end up with nutrient deficiencies and the lack of fiber can make you severely constipated. That's a really common side effect of the keto diet. Mm. And supplements, yeah, you can take a fiber supplements, but as the name implies, supplements should be supplementary to an already healthy diet. Um, and it's outside the context of the vegetables that are aligned with it. So once it eventually hits your gut, a lot of that is being dissipated and ousted. Whether if you ate that fruit or that vegetable that is packed with the fiber, it allows your digestion to really enjoy it, to savor it. Yeah. And again, it comes back to feeding your microbiome. And yeah. I, you know, just to talk about the keto real quick, because you did touch upon that. And I think a large part of the keto issue, and I say this, um, I say this in, in such a, it, aware type of setting. I don't mean it as a bad thing because I don't think the keto is bad, but what keto is, is high fat. And what a lot of recipes include in the high fat is lots of dairy, which I think is where you see a lot of the fiber issues, because if you're relying on dairy, you are not going to get that fiber. Right? right. And so that's where you end up with a lot of, well, I am constipated. I started the keto diet and it's just not going to work for me. That may or may not be the case. It, it's more based upon the fiber and how wildly important it is in the fiber. Right. Yeah. Which and is why it, there's still a lot of foods that have almonds, coconut. You know, we can go on and on with all the fiber sure. foods that are out there outside of dairy. And that was there, my Yeah. And there are plenty. And a lot of people who are doing keto end up dehydrated because 
vegetables and fruits not only contain fiber, but they also are very high in water content. And unless you are drinking a lot of water while you're on these diets, you're not getting that extra water from your food. So you have to increase your water intake even more. And you can, you can wind up with imbalanced blood levels of of lipids or, or the you know cholesterol and triglycerides and all the things that people worry about um, on a long term on a, either on a long term basis with that kind of approach or if you're not doing it in a healthy way because there are you know a lot of people just say I'm going to do keto I'm just going to eat all the meat and fat I can and they think that's what it is and it isn't it's something that has to be just like a vegan diet in order to get the full profile of nutrients that your body needs. You have to plan it and you need to understand how to do it safely. And that's where working with a professional is so important. And eating with intention, right? This is yes. what this all comes back to. Not blindly eating, it's eating with intent. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I see we had a couple of comments and I just want to apologize because we're not set up to be able to interact um, through StreamYard, but um, I hope that we can continue the conversation in the in the chat below below the video. So I appreciate people watching and coming on board. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, when we carbohydrates is such a large topic, and I think we've spent you know quite a bit here talking about it. Um, so far, about a minute longer than we talked about protein. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but it is important. You know, and again, I think it just comes back to, I'll say it again, just eating with intention and awareness, especially when it comes to carbohydrates, because there's such a broad spectrum of what fits into a carbohydrate, right? Like we can get pretty nuanced with protein and see exactly what fits. And it's probably going to be a much shorter list, probably the same with fat. But when we talk about, you know, carbohydrates, again, we're talking about like the entire grocery store, right? So we're we're very aware of that. And we want you to be aware of that as well to the best of your ability, because, you know, what we eat, it does matter, you know, in yeah. calories, when we talk about calories are not all created equal. And hopefully we've, we've highlighted a little bit of, of that so far, especially in the protein, but much so here within our carbohydrate, you know, conversation. You know, again, yeah. the fiber, the starch, the complex, you know, um, athletes are going to require a different, you know, probably profile. And, you know, in, in we all don't tolerate carbohydrates the same. We all don't process each macronutrient the same, certainly. But I think um, if we wanted to look at if we're having discomfort, if we're having some of these things, it probably points to carbohydrates, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with, we'll look at all the ingredients and how does your body will tell you if you listen, but where are you on your continuum? Where are you on your journey? You might not be there yet. And that's okay. Yeah. And adding in more comp, I mean, simple steps forward, right? Move that continuum along the continuum, just one notch by adding in more complex carbohydrates and reducing, you know, rather than take away, add in what's more beneficial and it will ultimately displace the stuff that isn't. Right. Right. When you opt for those um, healthier choices. Okay. Well, I am, I'm nourished. Are you guys? Indeed. Definitely. Very much so. 1% better every day. That's right. Yep. Just 1% better. And I think again, awareness, right? Intent, eating with awareness and eating with intent will definitely be your best friend and honoring that. And if you don't want to eat with awareness and intent, that's okay too, but honor it. You're at Make least it aware 
that you're Make not going a, to. Yeah, a so conscious no, choice. Right, so it's no accident. Yeah. So maybe rather than popcorn, we can have a nice fruit bowl with some berries, cut up apples, oranges. Yum. Or how about mixing it up? Mixing popcorn it up. Is, not, is not entirely bad for you. No. Popped on the stove with coconut oil and sprinkled with yeah. a little bit of Himalayan salt and some nutritional yeast. Oh, I'm my mouth is it. watering already. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. I'm just not into the popcorn, guys. But that's <laughs> <laughs> <Have> your popcorn. <laughs> well, this has been a great conversation. And uh, we hope that, again, you, you know, you gain something out of it, whether it, it, it's just that 1% better for today, right? And join us on Thursday, where we will talk, be talking about fat, 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 fat. And that last one was pH. <laughs> so thank you for joining us today. We, we, we appreciate you. We love you. We honor you. And we can't wait to uh, talk about fat next week. And we uh, hope you guys all have a wonderful and beautiful day. Great day.